Hey there, sweeties! Welcome back for another episode of Secret Session Podcast. These are your hosts, Noel and Alice, and today we're going to talk about the song High Infidelity. This is the 17th track of Midnight, 3am edition of course, and it's the fourth bonus track. It was written by Taylor Swift and Aaron Dessner when they were in LA for the 2021 Grammys, so when Taylor won Album of the Year for Folklore. I mean, an album that yeah. they co-produced, co-wrote, yeah. so it's... I cannot believe this, like, yeah. Folklore Taylor wrote High Fidelity. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, we all knew she knew she was going to write and release Midnight, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while. I mean, it's been, like, since Reputation Lover, maybe she had this idea in mind. So it's not really a surprise on that note. It is a surprise that this song is folklore terror. Like, oh my god. (laughs) Yes. But it does make sense. I mean, it has some folklore characteristics yes. I guess okay so um, this is the third song from our little series about illicit affairs and of course this is about an illicit affair <laughs> hi if you don't um, the first two songs were from the point of view of the people inside the list the illicit affair they showed the lovers fearing it would be found out um, on the other hand, in I Fidelity, we see what happened in the aftermath, after the illicit affair has been found out. Um, in this song, in I Fidelity, Taylor dwells in depth into the games played within an unstable relationship and the intense pain of infidelity caused, by, caused both to the cheating partner and the per the partner being cheated on. Who fucking wrote this? <laughs> you and it was like... I wrote it? Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know I, word. I copy-pasted like, uh, it from somewhere because I did not write this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Since we will mention Calvin Harris in this episode, we wanted to build like a kind of disclaimer. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a disclaimer, but no, but you know. <laughs> so we do not care about the drama around the breakup and the whole thing that went down. I mean, we we do care, but like only when we're talking shit between us. <laughs> so not on this podcast yeah, in particular. <laughs> uh, we'll have to mention and talk about the relationship, but please remember that it's done only to better understand this amazing song and its lyrics. Yeah. Also, it's like April 28th as we are recording, (laughs) so we are prepping for April 29th. Yes. Tomorrow we will be streaming High Fidelity non-stop. Yeah. And also the Alcott and the whole new national album, I am, oh my god. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't know if our followers know it, but The National is one of my favorite bands ever, so like this collab, this ongoing collab (laughs) between Taylor, Aaron Dessner and The National is like giving me life, (laughs) okay? Let's get down to the lyrics. Okay, lock broken, slur spoken, wound open, game token, I didn't know you were keeping count. Rain soaking, blind hoping, you said I was freeloading, I didn't know you were keeping count. 
So we have this very hot star. Oh yeah. Um, okay, it was a bit tricky to get the references made in this first verse. It was like, it was hard, but we tried our best. So yeah. <laughs> here you go. We begin with lock broken. This could have more than one interpretation. Like everything else. Yes. <laughs> first, yeah. So uh, we thought of something closer to a padlock. And we don't really know if this is practiced outside of Europe, but in particular here in Italy, there is this tradition of lovers attaching a padlock on bridges and other city structures with their initials. And there are hundreds of examples of this tradition here in Italy, for example, in Venice and Florence, but also in Paris. And I, I think of Verona <laughs> and Me I don't too. know and I have this connection with love stories so immediately yeah. thought of Verona but then I went and searched for like the photo of, of that bridge that I had in mind yeah. no not really the bridge sorry the Juliet's yeah. house it's not padlocks it, it's not it's post-it notes oh yeah I know I, I was sure no that I, I but I was pretty sure not it was all... padlocks it's not padlocks Oh, I knew of the post-its. There's somewhere I, padlocks. Yeah. I've seen them. Padlocks, like, you've seen them. I don't know. I, yeah, I've been there. I thought of I don't know. Town, I and, I, and I thought of the padlocks of this tradition. Yeah. But then the photos showed only post-it notes. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, okay. But yeah, it is, it is a thing. In Florence, it's full yeah. of bridges with... <laughs> Padlocks. Yeah, but I'd so, say in Europe in general, I've seen yeah. that a lot. Yeah, I don't know if it's practice outside of Europe. I really don't I know. haven't seen... I've, I've never been, been outside been, of Europe first. I have, so. but like, <laughs> like once. And oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen any. You're a uh, SF girl? <laughs> yeah, I stayed there for two weeks. But yeah. It's become my, my personality for the next two years at least. It's cool. <laughs> Um, another thing that this lyric reminded us of is, of course, a locket. In particular, a locket that could symbolize love and a relationship, the kind where you put a photo of your partner inside. And we know that Taylor has many lyrics about lockets in the sense, for example, from Sad Beautiful Tragic, Your Face in a Locket, and from Run, the note from the locket, You Keep It in Your Pocket Since I Gave It to You. So, the lock slash padlock being broken means that this love promise, promise that they made when they closed the padlock has been broken. So, the promise being the one about faithfulness, but we will understand as we go on that this song is actually about more than quote-unquote simple infidelity. Like, it shows the many, um, both the consequences and the reasons why this thing happened yeah and this could also mean that her privacy is gone now that her partner knows that she she cheated on him so basically that her secret is out and then we have a slur spoken so when the lock is broken when the narrator confesses her quote-unquote crime the lover gets angry at first and he literally says a slur, which could be anything. 
from something simple like the F word to something way worse like a misogynistic word which we will not say but I mean you you can yeah you imagine. get it <laughs> the word slur I don't know when we hear it as Italians we think that it's associated with a misogynistic word or something racist and so not just the F bomb. Yeah, I think yeah. a slur I picture something like worse than the F bomb, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if it's if it is I mean, like that. I, I don't know. I, don't I have know. that idea too, but yeah. I, I don't know. And we have a parallel with the song My Tears Ricochet. Cursing my name, wishing I stayed. Cursing my name, slur spoken. Yeah. Okay, then we have wound open. So after anger comes hurt. The lover is hurt by this confession, by this betrayal. Um, side note, we do not know for certain that the narrator has confessed the infidelity. He might have found out on his own. We don't really know. No. We have two parallels from would have, could have, should have. The wound won't close. And then from hits different, which hits different now, <laughs> with the lyrics, why the one is still bleeding. Can I say that would have, could have, should have was written um, alongside High oh, Infidelity yeah. during that time period we said before? Say it. Say it. Yeah, so. <laughs> what did I have to say? I've said I don't it. know. They had like. They yeah. just won an award for an album and yeah. they just said, let's just get sadder. <laughs> and they wrote these two songs. Oh yeah. my god. I'm, I still can't believe it that what I could have should have was written during that time. Like, I read on Twitter, I think, that John Mayer was at the Grammys that year, that he performed and he was like drunk oh. on stage or something like that. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What it might is. explain something. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. So, game token, this is the hardest to explain and to understand. And so technically a game token is a, is a piece used in a game. And in Italian, it's gettone and it's yeah. easier in my yeah. mind. <laughs> <laughs> so a token is something you would use in a board game to symbolize yourself. And with this last definition in mind and reading, and reading this lyric game token, with the next lyric, which is, I didn't know you you were keeping count. We think that in high infidelity, it could mean that the narrator suddenly realized that he was keeping count. He was noticing all her trespassings and finally confronted her on it. It also made us think of mastermind and how Taylor called herself a mastermind. So someone who would move tokens on a board, like in chess, but we think that in this case, the game token is in reference to what he's saying. Yeah. So I didn't know you were keeping count. This feels like a list of the things he's keeping out count of. All this time she thought he was ignoring all the signs that the relationship was falling apart. You know, you never gave a warning sign. I gave, I gave so many so signs. <laughs> yeah. But here she finds out that he was seeing everything he was keeping count of the strikes and now he is listing them to her yeah and that's a shitty thing to do can i just say that yeah so we have a few parallels some positive and some negative i guess 
the, the positive parallels are from So It Goes, You Did a Number on Me, but honestly, baby, who's counting? And then from Long Story Short, No More Keeping Score, Now I Just Keep You Warm. And the negative one is, I guess, from Hoax, You Knew You Once, so what's the point of keeping score? And we talked about both Long Story Short and Hoax yeah. in this podcast, so check them out, because, of course, we broke down these lyrics too. Uh, then we have Rain Soaking, so the, the second part of the first verse. First of all, check out the episode where we talked about the theme of rain in Taylor discography. It's our 24th episode. We connect this lyric to Midnight Rain. Um, side note, we do not think Midnight Rain is about Tom Hiddleston, and we gave our reasons why in the episode about Midnight Rain, which is episode 25. If we think about Taylor describing herself as Midnight Rain in the same album as High Infidelity, then this lyric could hold um, a similar meaning. So he's soaking in this change in their relationship, a change which was brought by Taylor's own behavior. It's like he's raining. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're raining! Oh my god! No, 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 I do not. We wrote that. We wrote that. And the alka came out. And yeah, okay. Why did you rain on my parade? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well. Um, okay, so it's like it's like he's raining on their parade, or more like he's saying she's raining on his parade. <laughs> we need a <laughs> demental breakdown. Why don't you rain on my parade? Oh god. <laughs> I still can't believe she wrote those lyrics in like yeah. 20 minutes. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's... Oh, God. That's a lot. So, blind hoping. <laughs> blind hoping. This is a common saying, and here it could mean that their relationship was based on this blind hope that it could go somewhere meaningful. There were rumors that Calvin Harris was going to propose, so that could refer to this blind hoping. And this hope was blind because, as we hear later, Taylor was literally dying in, the, in that relationship. You know, from the lyrics, do I really have to tell you how you brought me back to, back to life? And then we have, you said I was freeloading. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Because to freeload means taking advantage of someone's generosity without giving anything in return. And... I swear, I could talk shit about that man for like an hour straight after reading this meeting. Because... What? What? She was reloading on him? I mean... Oh, no, God. No, <laughs> girl, no. <laughs> Hell no. So, we, we're going to talk more about this lyric in a minute, in connection to the April 29th lyric. Yeah. So. Okay, we have the chorus, which is not the chorus, it's the... Okay. I always... We always have... The, I what? read it's not the chorus. Not the chorus, chorus? I don't, I don't know, I don't know. We've it's had this part. Why, why, why do I always That's do the chorus. What the fuck? No, this is the chorus. Hi, yeah, right. <laughs> Put on your records and regret me. I bend the truth too far tonight. I was dancing around, dancing around it. 
Hi, Fidelity. Put on your headphones and burn my city. Your picket fence is sharp as knives. I was dancing around, dancing around it. Here, Taylor plays around the concept of high fidelity. So in music, it refers to the reproduction of sound with little distortion, giving a result very similar to the original. The word fidelity comes from the Latin word fides, which means faithfulness. In this case, it doesn't refer to its moral meaning, but to one of exactness, which doesn't work in Latin. They didn't use fides for that meaning. Mm -hmm. The whole song plays around with this concept. Um, it's both about faithfulness, <clears throat> as in yeah. the moral sense, but also the exactness of sound. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've read somewhere that there are people who actually think that this song is about the re-recording process and her music. I don't think so. we don't think so. And no. um, like uh, I don't know. So we will not give you that interpretation because we don't see it that way actually. Yeah, I mean, of course, with all the music references, it could be, but it's not. Yeah, like, there are so many other references that are worth mentioning yeah. about something else that um, I don't think is about that. Yeah, and there is a reason why there are so many music references, so... Exactly, yeah. that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So, there's also a TV series titled High Fidelity, which starred Zoe Kravitz as the lead character. As we know, she's a friend of Taylor's, and she's listed as co-writer on Midnight's for Lavender Haze. Yeah. The lyrics, put on your records and regret me, immediately reminded me of the song Regret Me, which comes from the book Daisy Jones and the Six by Tara Jenkins Reid. I don't know if you guys know it, if you don't know it, I feel for you because you should listen to it. it sh you should read the book, obviously. Now it's also an original song because they have produced the Amazon Prime video show Daisy Jones and the Six and they wrote a whole album for that series and it's so fucking good like i cannot stop listening to it and regret me is so good it's different from the lyrics from the books but it is still good so what the hell are you waiting for stop this podcast and go listen no. to the album <laughs> finish this episode and, yeah, then. and then go to the album so aside from this this lyrics this lyric is what made it obvious to us that the song is about Calvin Harris. He's a famous DJ, as we said, so he literally put some records to work. And knowing that they collaborated on This Is What You Came For, we read this lyric as Taylor saying, I hope you think of me every time you play that song. So she bent the truth, so she lied. Um, bending the truth basically means misleading people or saying something that's not true without any harmful intent. And on some level, she's protecting him from the truth that will be relieved, uh, relieved, <laughs> revealed <laughs> later. And it's that he was killing her. But she's gone too far, so she's not saying anything else. The next lyric is very clever because it can be read in different ways. The first one is that she's dancing around the truth. She's circling it without actually revealing what happened. But the second one is a reference to the time she was dancing around with Tom Hiddleston at the Met Gala. I mean, she was literally dancing with him, yep. but yeah. 
we know that Taylor has this, I don't know, she uses dance to convey oh, yeah. the meaning of relationship, but also... Yeah, I mean, maroon. Yeah. And then the similar hairstyle. Well, uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's really in general, a but different maybe, levels yeah, of okay. dancing. <laughs> yeah, that was my point. Just that. Yeah. Um, so, um, on the top of my head, this reminded me of the lyric Dancing is a, dang is a dangerous game in Cowboy Like Me. What? That's a dangerous game. Dancing is a dangerous game. Okay, so uh, Dancing is a Dangerous Game, of course, from Cowboy Like Me. And we will break down that song pretty soon. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy pretty about soon. it. Pretty soon. I am not so happy about it. But yeah. Okay. Okay, have you seen the video of yeah. uh, Marcus Mumford uh, singing, singing this song yeah. back in December? And, and he's, he's British, so he's like, dancing is a dangerous Dancing! I know this is Dancing! 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 Down! Down! It went from British to I, I don't Southern or Southern. Not Southern. So, burn my city. The city could be her body because mm. of the lyrics from False God. I'm New York City. She's literally New York City. And we know that, Taylor. And, I mean, the, the photos that came out, like, last week, I think, of her yep. wandering about in New York with her squad. No, let's squad not... No, let's not talk... Like, let's not call it squad. It's friends. It's... I don't know, the squad wasn't a good thing. Yeah, She's not no, friends I, with Of course I wasn't referring to that anymore. squad. This is no, a new squad. Yeah, but the, the, the term is like, it's, it's childish. They're adults, they're friends, they're good friends. They hang out together. It's not a squad. Yeah, sorry, I guess. <laughs> I was just trying to convey in that epicness of that photo. Yeah. But yeah. The group of friends yeah. that are evergreen. <laughs> but yeah, Taylor with the Hind sisters and Blake Lively, uh, Ashley, Ashley Abingdon. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. There was I, another one. There was another one? Uh, did you have the idea? Yeah. Well, right. I mean, of course. How did I forget that? But yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Iconic. She is back, guys. So, um, yeah, the city could be her body, the but also like her persona, the image she's built over the years. So her whole career, like she's say, burn my city, like regret me, burn my city, be yeah, angry about and, it. Yeah, um, and I was thinking about um, Taylor referring to people as cities or towns. She does oh, that yeah. in Dear John. Like I'm shining oh, like yeah. fireworks over your set empty town. town, and he, he is the town, of course. I mean, I, I guess so. In my yeah. mind, it yeah, is. yeah, yeah. So yeah, the city is like another theme 
that tarot does a lot. There is not only this song from 1975. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was saying, yeah. I didn't mention it, but I know. Because what did she sing? The city. I think she sang the city, yeah. Which is, I mean, I think that song is about drugs, but. <laughs> Okay, um, so yeah, there are some things to think about about this city lyric. I don't know. I I I I, I can stop thinking right now, but I. I mean, I, I we know what to say like we have to gather her our thoughts yeah, and yeah. understand we, we can update do you. an episode about that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like the rain theme, we have yeah. to do a, an episode about city. Okay. Yeah, and we have an upcoming episode like that, which is yeah. about alcohol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yes, <laughs> drinks in toast, the scarfy. Yeah. There are a lot, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like there are a lot. lot. You thought the the episode about flowers <laughs> was a bit too much. <laughs> This is going to be way worse than that. No, I don't think so. No. I will. Research the <laughs> recipes for these drinks. I don't know if you if you <laughs> thought about it, but I thought about it because okay. I want to sip rosé while we record it. Okay. Yeah, okay, that no, okay. that's fine. Um, okay, let's get back to the lyrics. So the picket fence. In our mind, the picket fence line is about. Um, it is a reference to the American dream that includes the white picket fence. And in this case, the whole thing seems appealing, but if you look into it, the reality is very different and far worse. So, yeah, it's sharp as knives. I guess the image makes, it makes me think also of Midnight Rain. Yes. The lyrics about the, the picture-perfect Shani family, family yeah. and all that, Pemberley County. Yeah. It's also that. That's the American dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it's referenced by the picket fence. Yes. Like in our mind, in our international mind, I guess. <laughs> culturally, the picket fence is the American dream. Yeah. Like I picture immediately the the house in the suburbs, yeah. the happy family, and the sun. Yeah. The sun is always shining. That's the American dream in my yeah. mind. I know it's not that, obviously, but like no, but historically, it was yeah. that the American dream. Yeah, that's the dream. It's not the reality, I guess. But yeah, that's the point. Is it the dream? I don't know if it's the dream. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's. It would be nice to have a house. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on what you want from life, I guess. Yeah, of course. So it can be from yeah, for some people. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to the iconic part. Do you really want to know where I was April 29? Do I really have to chart the constellations in these eyes? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so as she said in the chorus, she's been circling around the truth without actually re revealing what happened and she asks him if he really wants to know the truth and the details of her cheating. She's like, are you sure? Do you really want to know? Isn't this information enough for you? Is it like tonight, as in the tonight of these lyrics, is it the Met Gala night? 
like she came back home and said I bent the truth too far tonight I was dancing around it I don't know she didn't come home that night and I she didn't no but <laughs> she posted I don't know but she posted that photo with the Heim sisters where they were eating pizza oh okay that she reposted but, recently but I think that I read somewhere that she posted it because because of course everyone had seen the Tom Hiddleston videos okay. and she wasn't home but she was like hey, hey I'm with my friends Okay. But we don't know. Like I have I photos know. that I that I are old, and then I post them like months later. So I don't years know. later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were in Paris? No, I was like two years ago. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. It happened to me. I went back to class after having posted something, a photo from Paris in the weekend, and everyone was asking me. Do you have fun in Paris? I was like, yes, last year I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> so, you know. It's for the fit, guys. <laughs> I don't know, I just thought of it like here, right now, in this, in this instant. So I don't know if it's doable that that tonight is the medical. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just a thought. Okay, so. Let's answer the question. Where was Taylor on April 29th or 2016? Yeah, that's the year. So basically, on April 29th, 2016, This Is What You Came For was released. Quick recap. They met in um, early 2015. There were like many photos of them as a couple because Taylor was like everywhere in that 1999 era. Yeah. So we have, I mean, we used to have a lot of photos on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. We do not they, have them no, anymore. Not anymore. In early 2016, so like a couple months before they kind of broke up, E News said that Taylor and Calvin Harris quote-unquote, are definitely talking about their future together and the possibility of one day getting engaged. Which, and I mean, that's yeah, just gossip that's, talk right yeah. now. We know that's just, yeah. April 15th, 2016, the iconic Blue look make its debut with an easter egg for the upcoming, this is what you came for. Uh, yeah, just picture that picture, yeah. like Taylor with her back to the camera with the um, cover... Art. Of this yeah. is what you came for, and yeah. the Blachella look amazing. Amazing. I wouldn't say amazing. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. I would. She wouldn't say amazing too. She said that she regrets that. Yeah, but she was so fucking iconic. That yeah, you, like, oh, yeah, iconic, yes. Blachella, I love you forever. <laughs> so, and yeah, April 28th, 2016. Um, there was a release party for This Is What You Came For, which would drop at midnight. <laughs> Taylor did not attend uh, this party and instead went to Digi Adid's 21st birthday party, which was held at Nice Guy in New York City. And this look from this night, it's one of my favorites ever, like the shimmery dress. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so... We don't have anything on April 29th, per se, we have... But, can I say, she was at 21st birthday party, and yeah, of course it went on. Yeah, it went on 
until the next day. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it, that's what happens usually. Yeah, I I blend these two days together. Yeah, I, yeah. It all happened like at night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the next day, April thirtieth, Calvin Harris is asked about the possibility of working with Taylor while on the radio promoting "This Is What You Came For," and he said he can't see it happening. Yeah. Um, at this point, obviously, nobody knew that Taylor had co-written this song yeah. under a pseudonym. So that day, Taylor was seen in New York heading to the pre-Met Gala dinner. She was, I guess, a co-chair for yeah. that year. And then May 2nd, the Met Gala happens, and Taylor is in Dancing Around with Tom Hiddleston. And a month later, early June, the breakup is made official. So in a month, like, a lot happened. Having <laughs> yeah. Harris tweeted stuff. Yeah, that we won't get just, into that. Yeah, we don't really want to repeat that. It was just shady, I guess. Yeah. In a bad way. And, I mean, we don't personally follow him as an artist. No. But it doesn't even interest me. Like We have a little connection with Bejeweled, with oh, yeah. the lyrics, By the way, I'm going out tonight. Because it could be about the April 29th, and that she's, she's singing about... Here, yeah. yeah, and there are photos of her stepping out dress, as we said, in a shimmering dress and meeting someone. <laughs> and so, we really don't know who this person was. We don't care. Maybe they met for that night, and that was it. So yeah, we we don't know. But yeah, April twenty ninth. She was at a party and she was dancing around. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all we need to know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, she's the one who's talk, who talks about infidelity, so... Yeah. We're not really assuming anything, like... Yeah, yeah. we were assuming when we, were, <laughs> we broke down from summer. Oh, yeah. That's the... But then we got, we got this, it was like, okay, was we're another... not crazy. It was another time, I guess. Similar times, <laughs> similar yeah. Time. But yeah. So, um, okay, with the constellation part, we have a parallel with Call It What You Want. And can I say, we always have parallels with Call It What You Want. Yeah, it's one song, of my favorite songs, so yeah. it's always on my mind. That song contains multitudes. Yeah, it contains multitudes. everything. Yeah. <laughs> but it's always like the same three lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> This time it is starry eyes sparking at my darkest night. Sparks fly. I guess Taylor has referenced this person in connection to constellations and the night sky quite a lot. For instance, in the Lavender Hayes music video, we have the mastermind vinyl on the floor with the constellations of Sagittarius and Pieces, symbolizing both Taylor and this other person. This other person. Which we are not going to I mean, talk we about. don't really no, know how to, to talk about this because we don't, we don't want to assume anything. Talk about we that. Yeah. But I guess it's not like we'll have to, but there no, are but so I, many songs that I think we'll that's, to analyze about. Yeah, I think what we have to understand that 
is that songs were written in a certain period of time no. and they are about what was happening at the time so yeah it's we don't really want to talk about it. we have nothing against him no, no. and but, but we I, I don't we know, know things that. are happening we, we don't know, know we we don't want to take a stand in this situation no, we of course always stand with, yeah, of course of always Taylor aside but we 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 don't know what he did and and so yeah so if we mention him but like other people too like Calvin Harris we're we're talking about him because this song was written in a time when she was thinking back about that situation mm-hmm. and and yeah we have a love song about John Mayer and it's a fucking great song it's ours but it's it's not that we think that they have those feelings between each other anymore we know they don't so yeah. I mean we have to put the songs into uh, this perspective yeah. they were they were written at a certain time with certain things were happening in Taylor's mind and yeah. and that's it I guess we'll have to wait like a couple years before analyzing Lover. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> apart from that, I guess it's it's all good, guys. It's, this is a podcast about the lyrics, not about yeah drama. No, exactly. And um, when we say the story behind the lyrics in our podcast, That's it means literally what, we what the lyrics mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the drama. Okay, yeah. we mentioned like. Of course, we personal have to life, but sometimes things, you but have to. Yeah. But yeah, we really care about the lyrics. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> That's the main focus, guys. Yeah. So maybe she's not talking about physical infidelity. Maybe she just kind of cheated with her. And I think it's, it's just physical infidelity. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. But there is nothing. Okay, there is something bad about infidelity, but yeah, of course, it, it, but we don't, don't care if it was just physical or yeah, that's more. not the focus. I don't know, guys. Um, we don't want to talk about moral stuff, okay? Yeah. But yeah, so let's go on. The second verse is storm coming, good husband, bad omen, dragged my feet right down the aisle. And the house lonely, good money, I'd pay if you just know me. Seemed like the right thing at the time. So this is basically her talking about how on paper she and Calvin should have been a perfect match. He might have proposed to her, we don't really know. And I guess this was reported in the press somewhat. Um, yeah, but it was in kind the of rest, like she's been jewels. married to at least five different yeah, guys. I know. <laughs> but, um, I think I've talked about this in another episode about these lyrics: "Stone coming, good husband, bad woman." I I guess so. But <laughs> yeah, basically, what I think is, yeah, as a couple, I guess um, they should have been perfect. Maybe at the start, Taylor was like. Maybe, maybe this might be the one. I don't know. I don't know if she's ever thought that. I don't know. She could and have. She could have. And I mean, they were together for a year. A year. So yeah, she might have thought about it somewhere in time. I don't know. But she knew that a storm was coming. A bad omen. Like 
he might have been a good partner, but she always had this feeling, this bad omen that something bad was going to happen. Dragged my feet right down the aisle is like she's saying, I kept going in this relationship, yeah. but at the end of it, I was dying. Like, it was not good for me to go on that much, like, yeah. that long in, the, in this relationship. Yeah, also dragged, it's like, I'm, I'm not active, actively doing anything it's like i'm just going with yeah, exactly. what people tell me to do but or... also drag to drag someone yeah to talk shit about someone yeah. that means and you kind of did yeah i mean it doesn't drag my feet right now yeah of so course but drag it just made me think of that but yeah that's what i thought so with the second verse going on, she goes farther into describing the relationship she was in. Even though they had been together for a while, she is at the house lonely. And we think that the keyword here is lonely because it's as if she felt neglected. And I'd say that good money is of course a reference to both of, her, of their salaries but it's also what she's willing to pay in order for her partner to know her which is sad it's so fucking sad um, it's like can I buy your love or something like that it's kind of like she was so desperate yeah. for this relationship to work that she would have paid money yeah for it to work but it was not like the relationship working the problem it was just that he didn't know her yeah that's another thing yeah it's another level and i think she kind of uses this as a justification for her yeah. cheating saying that this situation led, led her to think that cheating on her partner wouldn't be the worst thing ever yeah. you know it seemed like the right thing then we have I don't know, refrain? Something. Something. <laughs> you know, there's many different ways that you can kill the one you love. The slowest way is never loving them enough. On some level, she's trying to defend herself, as yeah, we were yeah. saying. She's blaming him, telling him that what he did was worse. He never loved her enough. And this, in the long term, ended up killing her. Yeah. I think these lyrics are so dark. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like she's saying you you didn't necessarily do something bad to me, but yeah. you never appreciated me as I should have a bit. I should have been appreciated. Yeah, which is, I mean, let go listen to Bejeweled, I guess. My love should should be celebrated, but you tolerate it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> So then we have, do I really have to tell you how he brought me back to life? And by saying this, she's stressing the fact that he did kill her by not loving her enough. And the good thing was that the other guy brought her back to life. And <laughs> I want to say that if a random hookup can bring you back to life, it means that the relationship you're in is really bad. But you know, that's just my personal consideration. Yeah, I guess. Then we have again the chorus and a bunch of Do You Really Want to Know Where I Was Ever 29th? I mean, then we have the last chorus, I don't know, yeah, mm -hmm. kind of. 
High Infidelity, Put On Your Records and Regret Meeting Me, that's a different part. Here, Regret Me becomes Regret Meeting Me, and I think that's even worse. She's like, go ahead, regret everything, not just the fact that we were together, but also the fact that we crossed paths at some point yeah. in our lives. And then she changes up the, the bit about um, there's many different ways that you can kill the one you love, and it's never enough. It's never enough. Yeah. Um, we have a slight change. What is she talking about? I think it's her underlying lyrics. The slowest way is never loving them enough. She's saying that his love would never have been enough, no matter how little or or how hard he tried to love her. I read this in two different ways. The problem could either be the person or the fact that he just can't love her right. But we could say he's still connected to the person himself. Yeah. So he was the problem in not in the relationship, but he was the reason she cheated, I guess. Yeah. I mean you don't cheat on a person because of something else. Usually you just cheat because the person you're with has a problem in your eyes, I guess. So the song uh, closes with, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know you were keeping count, but oh, you were keeping count. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to me that the song ends with the reprise of the first verse, like the entirety of the first verse, even yeah. though I read just the last two lines. And it's something that Taylor used to do a lot in her first albums, and I consider it a Taylor Swift classic. Yeah. Uh, usually, I guess it was just the opening line, but you know, pretty much it's that's it. And so here in the very last line, she is reflecting back on all the things that she listed in the song. And she, in my mind, she didn't think that he would bring up every mistake she made. But oh, he was keeping count. That oh? Oh, it's like, like oh. I should have known. It sounds oh, the same. Oh God, yeah. I should have known. Yeah, but oh, you were keeping count. It's, it's different, but it's the same. Yeah. You, yeah. I, if you get it, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Beautiful. This lyrics. Yeah. Oh my God. And this is why it's one of my favorites from Midnight's. I guess that's it for the lyrics. Yes. So, Alice, what's your favorite lyrics? Okay, for me, it's, you know, they're, <laughs> I always change them. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> it's, you know, there's many different ways that you can kill the one you love. The slowest way is never loving them enough. And I think that's the same that I picked when I when we first did this. Yeah, because I, at some point we yeah. we listed all our favorite lyrics from Midnight. the min, from Midnight's. From what, every song. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, that my favorite lyrics are Do I really have to chart the constellations in his eyes? Which are the same yeah. that I listed back in October, November, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so it makes sense. It makes sense. And I guess it's hard to pick a favorite lyrics from High Fidelity. Yeah, from Because it's, oh my god, yeah. blowing. But yeah, I guess that's the, my favorite lyrics. Yeah. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find us on Instagram at and TikTok at Secret Session Podcast, on Twitter at Secret Session TS. You can also support us by giving us a five-star review on Spotify and Google Podcasts, but you can also support us 
by buying us a coffee on coffee. Yeah. Um, the link is uh, in our bio, and we will really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. good news, great news. The next song we're going to analyze is finally Getaway Car. Yeah. <laughs> we got around to it. So. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it's the last song from the series. Yeah. We will have a final act, I guess, after Getaway Car, but it's more yeah. um, a continuation of Getaway Car and not of the series of Adolescent Affairs. Yeah. We'll get to it. We, You'll know when we get to it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. So thank you so much for listening and see you next week. Bye! Bye.